0: Welcome to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder. I've got Ben Benke from Stockholm's Viagra Boys with us today. I spoke to him on the telephone all about how he's a carpenter and how that's something that's obviously saved him this year while the band haven't been able to tour. He tells me about the bigger moments for Viagra Boys over the years and how they've made their third album. They've written and recorded their third album in lockdown, the one Beyond Welfare Jazz, which is coming out on the 8th of January, featuring the John Prine cover you can hear in the background of this, starring Amy from Amel and the Sniffers. So there's a lot to look forward to. There's a lot to listen to here. If you like 101 part-time jobs, if you keep on coming back to these episodes, please recommend it to a friend. And if there's someone that you want to hear on the show, I'm on Twitter at 101parttimepod or Instagram at 101 Podcast. Let me know who you want to get on here and we'll try and make it happen. East London's Signature Brew have been brewing music-inspired beers since 2011. They've made beers with Mastodon, Idols, Slaves, Sports Team, Darkness This Christmas with their beer Bell's End. If you go on to their website, signaturebrew.co.uk, you can get your beers delivered straight to your door this Christmas. With a voucher code 101 podcast, you get 10% off. All right, this is 101 Part-Time Jobs with Ben Kate from Viagra Boys. If you like it, please share it. That would be massively appreciated. Viagra Boys' second album, Welfare Jazz, is coming out on the 8th of January. Hope everyone's having a good Christmas. Go well. Cheers! She thinks all the jokes are corny. Convict movies make her horny. She Benke, thanks so much for for being up for doing this.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> I like to speak to bands about, you know, what they do outside of playing in the band because obviously, you know, when you when you dig a band and you go see them play, you know, you've got the record, you've got the artwork, and then you see them you know, on stage with their with, with their stage persona or whatever you want to call it. Um but obviously there's so much that goes in there's so much other stuff that goes into into making that, right?
2: Yeah, of course. There's a lot.
0: And Stockholm, you you know, the the band in interviews has said that there's a lot of a lot of great music, punk or otherwise, in Sweden in Stockholm. And and you were all in bands before Viagra Boys, right?
2: Yeah, I played in some hardcore punk bands and stuff, mostly stuff like that before.
0: So how did that, how did you work out kind of, you know, giving yourself the time to do that, making yourself the money to be
2: able to tour and not have to make? Yeah, we, we never made, made any money on the tour. So that was more, uh, you know, I, at that time when I started, like I was kind of, I was around 25. When I did my first bands, I was started touring and stuff. And uh, back then, I worked as a shop assistant at a tattoo, tattoo shop. But then mostly I mostly I worked, and then when I, you know, got the holidays and stuff, when everybody else went on vacation, I went on tour. What were you doing yeah. before twenty five? <laughs> what I was doing before? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What did I do? I was working, studying some. I played in bands, but, you know, we never played any shows and stuff like that.
0: And obviously, like, rehearsal and, you know, money for practice space and, like, giving yourself the time to do that. I mean, a lot of bands I speak to, you know, it's kind of no sort of, it's no choice in the front of their brain. They just do it because, you know, you know you want to do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, you want to do it and you have to do it. Right. I, I get For me, at least. Have you thought much about that? And the, that like I, ha- I have to do it yeah like where that comes from and mm-hmm. how you yeah i know it's weird i yeah i have no idea it's just that for me music has always been around since i was i don't know when i since i discovered the twisted sister when i was like six year old or something five six years old yeah and then i don't know then it and then i started to play like in bands when i was 15 16 now 14 13 14 maybe and there were
0: local gigs that you could play at and go to. You yeah, never
2: played any gigs or so, but yeah, yeah. Then we're local, like the hardcore, the, like the Refused and all that stuff was really big in Sweden. Yeah. In the 90s. So when I, that was a lot of those kind of shows when I was 14, 15, 16. I often think about The Shape of Punk to Come because I think it
0: was probably around 2005 that I started getting into that. All right. And, and by that point, it was already pretty... You know, there were quite a
2: few years. Yeah, yeah. Ninety-seven. Wow. That was that was at the end of my, like I I that when I was, I didn't listen so much to that record when it came out. I listened to Refused before that record. <laughs> and they and they were a big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah, it was big with the vegan straight edge hardcore thing in it. Yeah. And then you had all the skate punch like Mill and Colin and no fun at all. And, Did uh, those
0: two like? two types of people hang out
2: yeah yeah yeah. it was the same scene for everything
0: that must have been really exciting around then
2: yeah yeah, it was really fun really fun shows crazy
0: it must be interesting coming from a place where there are sort of two two kind of real big bands come out of that scene
2: yeah yeah Yeah, to me i I was so young it was like when i was 14 15 yeah you don't understand that much it's like oh shit and you, you read the newspaper, you know, there was no internet, so you read the newspaper. Oh, it's going to be the, you read it in the, you know, daily newspaper in some small ad or something.
0: That's funny. Do, do you think, like, did, did like, fans of that genre take it well, the fact that they got so popular? Uh,
2: you mean, like, uh, Milen, uh, Refused or Millenkollinor? Both of them. Yeah, 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 I think so. I mean, Refused broke, they quit before they got big, I guess.
0: So when you got to, like, 18 to the point where, or 16? Like leaving school what kind of what kind of options did you and your mates have
2: to me I didn't even think about future, so I don't know i just I got some job at some construction stuff and you know and yeah it was i i didn't uh, I wasn't that good in school either, or I was never there actually
0: <laughs> I always found like when I left school it was so hard to find jobs around London, yeah, you might get some, but it was kind of you know, uh, not reliable, I suppose?
2: No, no. I guess it could be reliable, but I don't know. If you're 20, it's it's not the most funnest thing to work at. We
0: a... We well, just want to drink every day.
2: Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly. I only just learned to
0: stop doing that.
2: Yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> but it makes, it makes you think like how, you know, obviously you can't go back. There's no point looking back on those and thinking you should be more productive, but you do wonder how you get through those years.
2: To me, it was like uh, I had some kind of different jobs and stuff, and I tried to study at the university. But then I became friends with some tattooers, and then I started to work at a tattoo shop as a tattoo assistant. And that was like a more—that um, uh, was another another world, not not the normal world, where I fit fitted in or where I fit in.
0: Yeah. When I was younger, I always used to think like working at a skate shop was kind of the only thing I wanted to do.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's, that's the same thing, more or less. Yeah, totally. With, with, with people that are like ourselves, you know, maybe like a little bit outside of society.
0: Still now, sometimes I get confused about, you know, trying to figure my shit out and yeah, yeah. Work, finding something that I actually, you know, like you said, has that kind of other world quality about it.
2: Yeah, Yeah, but I think it's becoming much easier when you get older to be in both worlds i mean the music world is kind of an outside world too
0: yeah definitely
2: but uh, for for me now i work as a carpent carpenter carpenter yeah yeah yeah, yeah, carpenter for me now getting older it's more okay to 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 be in the boat be in the both worlds
0: like why do you think that is
2: i guess you're just becoming older accepting accepting more (laughs) yeah (laughs) but people are different and you don't have to be like so angry at society and
0: especially when you realize that if you can pay your rent that's nice
2: that's very nice and you can be good at more than one thing and it's become easier if you quit drinking and doing drugs all the time as well do you still drink no occasionally but very not often like three times this year
0: wow I mean, being a carpenter requires quite a lot of, like, training and skill. Yeah, uh, yeah. When did you get into it? When did you first get into it?
2: It was, like, I, I worked at a shop, as a shop assistant, as I told you before, and then had a girlfriend. And I, I, I worked as a shop assistant for, like, I don't know, six, seven, eight years or something. And the, the natural, natural way after that is to keep, you know, becoming a tattooer. Like... But I didn't want to do that. So, but my girlfriend wanted to be a tattooer at that time. So I quit it there. I quit at the tattoo shop to work and she took over my job as a shop assistant to later become a tattoo artist. But, and then her father, or not her real father, but her stepfather. Stepfather, yeah. He had a uh, like a construction company. So I got a summer job there. That was like twelve years ago. So I started working there, and yeah. Did you
0: fit in there?
2: No, nah, it was okay, you know. But yeah, sometimes I felt that I didn't fit in there, but it was okay. It paid rent, and then I've been doing that from since then.
0: Were there any points where like it struggled with with the band stuff?
2: Uh, how do you mean, like? Like I,
0: when I had jobs and my band was touring, I would like, I'd be at work physically, but my brain would just be elsewhere.
2: Yeah, 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 a lot. And it's even tougher if you go, you know, you play shows on the weekends and you go to different cities in Sweden or whatever. And, you're, you know, it's a lot of drinking when you play the music and stuff like that. And you come back and you're going to go up on Monday. And it's, mm. yeah, it's tough. It's tough to work and play at the same time.
0: I've always thought like it's fucking hard enough as one person, right? Like you or me. And then sometimes it's hard to imagine how four or five or more people in a band can all do that without driving themselves crazy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea how people (laughs) like for me now, when you're getting older, it's getting harder and harder to do that. Or it's not worth the time anymore to do it. You know, if I'm going to play music, then I just want to play music. If I, going to work then i just mostly just want to work
0: yeah definitely but that makes like viagra boys are pretty popular you know you got your own you got your own thing going on you know you're not in my in my opinion you're not really riding on um any kind of trend or fashion that's going to drop instantly i feel like you got your own thing going on and you know given that as well as the facts that you're popular
2: yeah
0: surely you've thought about dropping the carpentry job
2: Yeah, yeah, not not totally, but you know, it's the best thing is when we tour. Maybe you can tour for three, four, five months, and then you can work two, three months as a carpenter.
0: Do you feel comfortable doing that?
2: Yeah, yeah, I like that doing different kind of stuff. Mm. But like for now, in the (laughs) Corona, I have been working for almost. I've been thinking more or less in a year as a carpenter. Yeah. So now it starts like stuck again <laughs> are any of your friends
0: um, musicians or or roadies or something like that where you know that's their full-time job and they haven't had, had anything to do this year
2: uh, whew, yeah, I have some that are like no, but not really now most of them got other jobs as well, or like they had to get other jobs now yeah, Roma yeah.
0: what kind of jobs were they getting in in, in Sweden in Stockholm?
2: All kinds of shit jobs, you know, driving, food. Yeah, so, yeah. Especially now when it's Corona, it's everybody wants home delivery.
0: Yeah, for real.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think most. Yeah, and some, you know, the sound sound people. I guess they're doing fixing stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, everybody survives. But
0: there's nothing in Sweden where you can get help from the. The government is there as as a an artist.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, I guess it's kind of hard to get a lot of money from it. Yeah, you know, because it's based what you earned. Yeah. So it's yeah, if you haven't earned that much the last couple of years or the last year, you you can't get that much.
0: Is that for musicians specifically, or is that everyone?
2: No, it's I think mostly for musicians. Uh, but uh, for everyone, I I don't know how it is with like people who work doing sounds and stuff like that. I heard a, I I just read that they're complaining about it that <laughs> you know they want to get support by the by the government. But I don't think they have gotten it yet.
0: Are you quite good with with doing that organizational stuff and doing the finances or you know doing the the planning stuff?
2: Uh, I'm you, pretty, you personally? Yeah, yeah, I'm, pre- uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at that. I'm okay with it. I'm doing a lot of planning in the bands, you know, with, right. with Viagra Boys when we started that. Yeah, I was always like the project, project manager. What? Do you yeah, call? project manager. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's. But now we got a real manager and stuff like that. But before that, I did all that. You know.
0: Had you done that in, in bands prior to, before, yeah. before Viagra Boy? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, in the hardcore punk scene, you know, the DIY, the DIY thing, putting up shows, booked tours, yeah, all that kind of stuff.
0: And so when Viagra Boys started touring more and, you know, Street Worms kicked off, yeah, was that like, was that a funny period of time to you having, having put on all those shows and, you know, done everything? yourself was it quite funny to see it kind of blow up
2: yeah it was very funny because yeah when you see, i started a band like it was drunk with sebastian our singer and then you know we started a band and i guess nobody really believed in it but and then it just well boom blowed up
0: what mo- can you remember like what was like the first moment around then that that you thought like oh fuck
2: that was weird when we played there there was this festival in london big festival we played in the middle of the day uh do do you know it It was in some park
0: all points east
2: yeah yeah all points east that was like summer or something uh yeah we played there was weird because it was not so many people but it was like you know the stage was crazy and like oh shit (laughs) from from the punk punk stages to this that was the first time i felt like holy shit it, it can be something.
0: <laughs> Before thinking, you know, this could be something, well, was, it, was it kind of just another band that you loved being in?
2: Yeah, maybe a little bit more, because uh, it was like the first band I felt that could be, like really be something uh, bigger than the other bands that I played in.
0: Hmm. was that something that you could talk openly to sebastian or the other members like being like yeah like fuck it why not let's let's do this shit see yeah, what happens. yeah
2: yeah yeah yes uh very much like yeah uh, yeah yeah we talked about it last i mean for at least last two three years last three years i think we have like said that yeah fuck it let's do this
0: has it happened yet where you've been asked to kind of I don't know, not maybe compromise your vision or compromise something you've wanted to do because maybe someone else doesn't like it. Someone like for example a, a record label or I don't know, anyone else who can help you, you know, uh sustain yourself?
2: Yeah, no. Like uh the we are like the record label we are on, it's based here in Stockholm, year one, friend of ours who had, has it and he's uh he's our manager as well, so but right. we haven't compromised with that anything. I would say we just do the music we want, and yeah,
0: yeah, brilliant. Uh, and does it does it feel like you've kind of carved out, you know, specific fans? You're not to do with a necessary a particular scene. I mean, to me, anyway, no, no, it's Viagra Boys. It's its own thing.
2: No, I think we just do music. The music we just want to do that day. You know, it could be anything. I guess you can hear that on the new record and. Uh, we recorded a, another record that's coming out sometime in the future. When we the do- third one, yeah, yeah, wow, <laughs> uh, yeah, Corona. <laughs> what can you do? Great, except working and write more music.
0: Fuck yeah! So it it, it comes it comes quick, does it? The music,
2: yeah, sometimes. The this uh, the one we coming out now the. Well, for yes, that was uh, that was a little bit tougher to write, I guess.
0: How how come?
2: Uh, because we toured a lot. Yeah. You know, when you're touring, you get like you get sick of music in somehow. So that was a little bit tougher uh, to get the inspiration to do that. But it worked out pretty well in the end.
0: Did you feel any pressure making it?
2: Yeah, a little bit, I guess. In the beginning, as well as like, be like, "Oh, what are we gonna do now?" You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, like you gotta like step it up, kind yeah, of. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Or like, okay, yeah.
0: Which sounds kind of stupid to say, but it's it's for the it's for the art, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And you allow, you can come up with ideas like, "Oh, we should do more dance dance dancing music or la la la." But then I guess you just have to go back to the to the roots, you know, to 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 figure out and not try to be as um, just to uh, to let the music be what it is. (laughs) Yeah, any meaning?
0: No, I do understand though, because there's so much outside shit, and you know, as you know, having done the logistics, Uh, stuff,
2: yeah, and people are, I don't know expecting stuff from you and that's a weird position to be in yeah very weird and i think you have to think when you start writing music that like what especially when you tour a lot it's easy to like to get lost in whoever whoever what the band is and whoever you are or what uh, like that you gotta get back to what it is what it is about
0: how can you do that like are there any specific things that help you remember what it is
2: to me it's just think you know uh think like um uh, in what way are viagra viagra boys the best like to me we're pretty i think we're pretty good live yeah we just play so that's like yeah, we gotta bring for bring uh, to uh, to make our strength as a band. Do You understand what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. So I, I was just I, I like listening. You know, it's like I completely understand it because I think b- bands maybe on their second or third album think, you know, let's be different, let's change. Yeah. Um,
2: but why change? Yeah. You can- For real, <laughs> or it can change, but it's it's still got to be good.
0: I often think that my some of my favorite records by a particular artist, you know, someone's specific back catalogue, yeah. it might sonically sound different, but there's like a nuance. There's like an energy, a common energy, you know. It's like it's coming from this idea or this feeling. Yeah. Does that make sense?
2: But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's one of the it was Sebastian when he write the lyrics. That's one of his best thing that is always some kind of humour involved in the lyrics
0: if you're like going to hardcore shows or punk shows you know your friends might be taking themselves quite seriously and then you get wrapped up in that you know like we all do
2: yeah. in
0: different in different parts of life whether it be a relationship or a job or where you live we, we all have the ability to get quite serious about ourselves
2: you shouldn't you shouldn't get too serious about yourself <laughs> in the end we all get and die fun is the best part of life
0: did you have to adjust yourself or adjust the way that you were organizing yourself like with 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 your friend and with your label you know were there any periods of time where you were like oh shit what are we doing you know do we have we have to get organized now
2: yeah i guess you maybe i have to cut down on the on the drugs and stuff like that. If uh, that's, that's a part of organizing yourself.
0: (laughs) Young lean is on the label. And I I saw that interview with him where he was like, I'm just not, I don't want to get high anymore all the time.
2: No, 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 uh, no, I totally understand him because it's uh, tough to get high all the time. If you're gonna like, if you're gonna be playing bigger shows and stuff like that and don't fuck everything up, it, you know, it's impossible to get high and get fucked up. It's it, it usually never works in the in the end. You know, in the long run. It's tough to I guess for Viagra Boys as well, we were a lot of lot of like it was a lot a lot of drugs in the beginning. Like a big part of Viagra Boys was like taking speed and saying fuck off. Like like motor header. You know, that was a big influence. We're going to be like for Like, we're going to be outsiders hating society and taking drugs. And, but, but then, you know, it comes to a point when you're playing bigger and bigger shows and if things start to get a little bit more serious. You, you know, you can't do it. If you're not Lemmy and want to write the same record over and over and over again, sitting at a bar in LA and I don't know that's a choice you have to make
0: it reminds me of that Joe Strummer quote where Joe Strummer's like you know anyone can go out there and punch someone but it takes real guts to sort of take a good look at yourself
2: yeah exactly
0: was it a similar situation in Viagra boys where, where you were like you know fuck let's let's figure it out let's grow up a little bit
2: yeah I mean that's up to each and every one but for me, it was more my whole life as well as Viagra Boys. Like, you know, I'm, I turned 40 this year. So it was like, uh, if I want to have a family, I can't keep on doing, living like this. So it's a choice you want to make. You want to sit in a, you want to be alone or you want to like have a family. Then you spend all your money and you're talking about the same thing that you talked, and nothing happens, you know. You just talk about you're gonna record that songs fifteen times when you're drunk and high before you're gonna do it. So it's better to just do it.
0: And now you've got a third album ready.
2: Yeah, more or less. Soon there'll be a fourth.
0: <laughs> Have you got a um, strategy, a plan for the for the you know upcoming albums?
2: No, we, this uh, Welfare Yes is coming out now in what is eight eighth of January.
0: It's funny nowadays with, with the internet, a specific release date seems to mean a little bit less. Yeah. There's a lot of online shit that everyone has to do.
2: <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Promoting the album, you know.
2: Online, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Do you do that yourself? No. Or maybe somehow. I don't do it. I'm 40. I'm like a boomer. What do you call him?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, boomer. Yeah.
2: I'm 40 year old carpenter. How <laughs> boomer can you get? I don't even know how to put a picture on Instagram.
0: <laughs> that's how people find out about bands now you know
2: yeah, but Spotify and stuff like that yeah no, yeah that's great if you wanna listen to music maybe not if you wanna make money from music, but
0: is that something that you talk about and the label talks about like is that kind of you know it's pretty pretty bullshit you don't get paid really?
2: No, I guess you get much more paid when they, you know, before before internet from selling records. But no, it is what it is. Yeah, I guess it's it's great for if you want uh, for me as well. If, when I listen to music, I can discover a lot of new music, and I don't mm. have to buy all the records. Yeah, it is what it is.
0: No one's going to be able to fight it. It's too big to fight. There's yeah. no point.
2: I usually listen to that Discovery weekly, weekly list. I think it's great. Usually I've heard the most of the stuff, but occasionally there comes a song that I haven't heard before and that's, and, and it's really good. Then it's, it's great.
0: I love it when there's that one album that maybe, you know, a family member suggested like 15 years ago and then it comes to your mind.
2: <laughs> when it comes up on Discovery Weekly and you suddenly realize that you were wrong. <laughs>
0: are you quite good at thinking about what's next you know the next thing you have to do you know treating the band like a job i suppose yeah
2: yeah 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 always that's uh, how i go forward for me forward is everything you know so you don't you can stop and look back but don't get stuck in the, you know, get stuck in the past or get stuck in the whatever. You gotta look forward all the time. Like do next thing. You know, you gotta, if you wanna do like an album, the best thing to, how to start to doing it is to to make a, to make book a studio. In three months, you book a studio time and then you have to work from there.
0: It is quite hard to work without a end goal, isn't
2: it? Uh, it's impossible. And you just, you know, now we do it another day, or oh, okay, and yeah, nothing's ever gonna happen.
0: But I, I suppose the risk is always like we all know that rushing records sometimes is a, is a bad idea as well.
2: But I mean, it can be good as well. I think er- everything has doesn't have to be the best as well, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like when you writing music is an, uh, or recording music and is an experience in itself you Know, like a journey in like that, you learn from doing, yeah. We did this, and uh, it became like this, and you did that, and you did, became like that. And yeah, so
0: where did you make this new record? The third one,
2: uh, uh we, we recorded in a, was in a studio out in the countryside here in Sweden.
0: Was it with the same people that, that made Welfare Jazz?
2: Uh, no, it was just a technish, technician, studio technician. And so,
0: so on welfare jazz, did you did you have a producer?
2: Yeah, yeah, to uh, Perlegunefelt and Daniel Fogestrom. They pre- they were on. They produced uh, uh, Street Worms as well. Cool. So they're friends of ours. and Yeah, it was it was great.
0: On the third one, what made you think fuck it? Let's just do it ourselves.
2: I don't know. We wanted to try it, and. Uh, yeah, we wanted to try out to just do it ourselves, and just we we rehearsed a lot before we r- recorded that one, so it's you know it's gonna sound more a little bit more live. Cool. Uh, because uh, you know that's I think yeah that's nice. If yeah, I think we're pretty good at the live show thing, so <laughs> so we'll try to bring that forward. Like well for yes, maybe a little bit more produced kind of, I think.
0: It sounds like it.
2: Yeah. Have you heard it?
0: Not the full thing. No. Just the singles, but you can tell.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, that's very nice as well.
0: Pops out the speakers, you know.
2: Yeah. 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 That's that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, but I mean, that's the part of it, like when recording and doing albums is like a journey to do them in, in different ways. learn from that from that uh, journey or the experience and it becomes like an like art
0: well benke thank you thank you so much for for being up for this chat
2: thank you thank you
0: i'm looking forward to you coming over
2: again (laughs) sometime next next year
0: yeah you would have built built someone a house by then (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, three houses
2: three four houses
0: So that was Ben K from Viagra Boys. Thank you so much for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. Please let people know about this show. Please spread the word. Please tell your friends who might be interested. More listens means we can get more people on the show in the future and more chats and more, more stories to archive. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Ben K and Viagra Boys for letting this happen. Here's Cox Barra. Cheers. I've been
1: working all day for me side Running around like a blue eye
0: This is a Mighty
1: Moon Media Podcast. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure four week emergency food kits for each member of your family.